0: Lawrence Electronics and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now, to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Seth Hendrickson. Hey,
1: good morning, everybody, and welcome to California Sportsman. It's Saturday morning, November 5th already. What happened, October Kent? Did it go bye bye or get dropped in somebody's Halloween basket along the way? You know, Captain James Smith is heading out this morning. Right now, as a matter of fact, it's the crab opener out there. If rockfish wasn't good enough, now they've got crab to charge out to with a big opener taking place all up and down our coast today. We'll check in with him live in just a minute. We're going to go to Bodega Bay and climb on board with Captain Rick Powers of the New Sea Angler. Check in on the excitement level up there. I'll bet there's not a seat on a boat anyplace around this morning. Captain Jay Lopes is in the Delta chasing sturgeon. We'll check in with him. Nate Kelsh at Lake Berryessa, he's got an update. For you, he said it's fewer fish right now with the weather change, but they're bigger. We'll find out all the details of that and plan a trip up there this week, probably. Alan Fong's back in Texas, but he's got a great new video out on Alan Fong Outdoors. We'll tell you all about great crappie action going on at Berryessa too, and of course the real magic is heading out this morning. Chasing the crab opener, too. Captain Jeff Suhu is going to join us. He likes to troll the Delta and do live bait. He'll tell us all about striper fishing going on out there. Randy Pringle, live in the blind. How'd you like to have water in your blind? He does, and he's going to be checking in with us live with our Pure Fishing Tip of the Week. Heading up to Eagle Lake. Checking in with Tim Knoxon of Fish Traveler's Guide Service. Captain Steve Mitchell's out on the water today. And Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News, has got some great opportunities for northern California freshwater guys. Let's waste no time this morning. It's a busy day. Let's climb on board the California Dawn and hook up with the man himself, Captain James Smith. Good morning, Captain.
2: Hey, good morning, Seth.
1: Tell us about it, guy. You're halfway across the bay, if not at the gate by now. A little level of excitement out there this morning?
3: Yeah, I mean, you could, you could feel the energy on the dock this morning coming down. The dock uh, had a lot of, lot of anglers. The parking lot was full. People were just anticipating opening day of crab. It's here the first Saturday of every November. We're going to go out, pull a uh, Well, today we're going to go out and pull hoop rings. But uh, we're all excited, ready to go, bait it up, and uh, we're headed out. We're just going underneath the gate right now.
1: Outstanding. Well, it's a it's a great, exciting time. I know a lot of people just live for this every year. They want to be out there. They want to get some of the first crab. Are there positions, are there seats open on boats places, or is it pretty much a sellout for opener now?
3: You know, it there is opening. There is room. Um, and I, I'll tell you why. Some people are just not big fans of the hoops, and I totally get it, but I got to tell you, they are very efficient, very effective. I know last year, we kind of, you know, me and a couple other guys pioneered this this thing on the larger charter boats. Hey, it works. And so, uh, subsequently, though, a lot of guys aren't into it. They're waiting for traps. I got bad news for you, trap fishermen. You're going to be waiting a long time. I have a bad feeling that trap fishing may not open up till January this year, uh, just due to all the heightened concerns about all the whales. Lots of whales. We even had a few uh, blue whales show up this week here. So, It's okay, though. The the hoops are doing good. Um, They did last year. We got really efficient and effective with them towards the end of the season. So, um, still –
1: the real, the real difference the real difference is you don't get the soak. You don't get to put it in the water, leave it there, and then go out and check it in the morning or check it in the afternoon or whatever. These traps, the hoops that they're using nowadays, they've got to be checked every couple of hours. You, you, crab will come into it, and they can escape regardless of what they may say. They can just eat all your bait and be gone. So you got to stay on top of the action, don't you, James? They've got to be retrieved several times during the day.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's no advantage of leaving these things out. You know, you'll come back to an empty house. The bottom is just so alive with with juveniles and, and, you know, keeper crab, but they wipe you out really quick. So unlike a trap that's fishing while you sleep, these things are fishing quick. And once the crabs eat your bait, they're on to the next um, meal opportunity. So you got to be real proficient with them. You got to pull them. Um, and then by law, you got to service them every two hours. But, you know, you, you really want to pull them uh, often because you'll come back, no bait, no crab. <laughs> they got you. So. A lot of work involved with the hoop fishing but it is it, it's it works you know oh. no problem cooking crab with them
1: no question about it the other aspect to all of this is i think the hoops get more people involved in the whole operation measuring checking things rebating. you have to everybody has to participate in that don't they
3: yeah i mean it's it's definitely an assembly line back there when we get the hoops going you got guys kicking ropes out away from the boat you got the buoys going in you know, and you got guys baiting and, and cleaning jars and doing whatnot. So, I mean, it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Uh, and you deal with a lot of shorts because you don't have escape rings. Sometimes the pots will come or hoops will come up inundated with short crab, and you might throw away 30 or 40 in a single hoop. So a lot of work. But, you know, like I said, it's hands-on, and it's the only way to get a crab right now is to come out here and throw a hoop in the
1: water. That's right. And commercial is shut off for at least another month or so. So there's great opportunities for the sport fishermen to get out there on the party boats or out on their own and get out and get into this great action that's going on. And they say this could be another one of our great years of crab out there. So folks, if you're not ready for it, you better check it all out. James, last year we were all concerned about having the tags on and everything. This year they're having everybody write their G-O-I-D number on every buoy too, aren't they?
3: Yeah. I mean, uh, I haven't seen the exact paperwork hit the, hit the uh, uh, get mailed to me yet, but that was the provision that they wanted to add this year to just put your Go ID on there, just so we so, so the fishing game can know whose whose gears who, and uh, you know want to make sure that they can keep track of a sport pot and who belongs you know whose gear belongs to who because that's one of the big issues with trying to figure out who is actually responsible for whale entanglement is just finding out whose gear this belongs to. So they're trying to fine tune it. Nothing's perfect yet. And the fishing games are working tirelessly to try and get this thing all ironed out and, uh, figured out. I've been part of a lot of meetings here this year and, and it's, uh, it's what would they would call a big mess here <laughs> right about now, but there's, they're trying to hone everything down and get rid of the gray areas. So there's no questions when the warden comes and stops by your boat and gives you a friendly
1: visit. Well, I doubt if they're going to be giving out uh, unfriendly visits uh if you ha- don't have your go ID number on your buoys out there, but they'll probably give you a little warning because this thing just passed last week. This is like a week old and they expect everybody to make the shift to it. And I know, I understand they're trying to get it all done before the closing of crab season. So they hurriedly put it all together and more power to them for getting it together. Just Keep these opportunities out there for the anglers. We don't need to lose any more sport fishing opportunities in Northern California or California, period. James, it, it's going to be stacking up as a great day for you. I know you won't have any pulls for us before we get off the air today, but perchance if you do, give us a shout back. Let us know what's going on out there.
3: We, uh, if we get really curious up, I promise I will pull a hoop for you before the end of your show if we, if we get really curious I don't know how curious I'm gonna be but uh you know we, we got a long boat right out to the island so we'll, we'll set them probably on the way in and uh we'll let you know
4: hey so, what day are we gonna meet at sepps house
3: that's yeah, really that my biggest next, question that was the next question I was asking you know it's funny how many friends I have around craft season and People I didn't even know or I was friends with still, they, seemed to contact me, so. Well,
4: you know, we talk every week. It's not like we don't ever talk. You know what I mean?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he
4: knows know. what, he knows
3: what
1: we
5: mean. <laughs>
3: he
4: knows exactly what we mean. We love you, Smith.
3: Yeah, I'm sure you do. Yeah,
4: right. especially when you
3: look at the date, isn't it November fifth? First oh, yeah, Saturday in go. November,
4: yes, we're it in is. love
1: with the California
4: Dawn. That's right, we like the California Dawn one and two. So,
1: folks, if you'd like to get out and have a great time on the water, James Smith in the California Dawn one or the California Dawn two will make sure you have an absolutely great day on the water, and they'll probably bust their butts pretty hard to make sure you take on the full limit of ten crab too. James, give them all the hookup information they need so they can climb on board with you.
3: Sure, the number here, 510-417-5557. Or reach us on the web, com. Also on Facebook and Instagram, California Dawn Sport Fishing. Come check us out. I'll have some uh, photos and videos up from today. And uh, we'll, uh, we're hoping for a fruitful crab season. So come check us out.
1: All right, James, thanks much. Have a great day out there and keep those customers a-smiling, my friend.
3: Thanks, guys. Have a great show, as usual, and uh, we'll talk soon.
1: you got no choice in the matter, my friend. Thank you much, and have a great crab opener out there on the water today. You know, Mr. Brown, uh he will stop by. I'm sure he will.
4: You know, we're falling back this weekend, Sam. Yeah, we, I know. Uh, we have to remind We're going to need
1: it after <clears> tonight's dinner. Yes,
4: we? we will. We'll be at the NorCal Guides and Sportsman's Association dinner this evening up in Yuba City. and. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully watching them raise lots of money for, uh, the NorCal Guides of Sportsmen's Association, all their efforts and things they do. This is all night tonight
1: at, uh, starting at about seven. Oh, it ain't, ain't all night for fourth, some of us. <laughs> 4.30, Yeah, There'll be a couple of us that got up early today that'll be early departures from yeah, the dinner it's probably. it's great to see you guys. Yuba City Fairgrounds. Nice seeing y'all.
4: See you next Saturday. That's right.
1: It's a, a big event. They are very deserving of your support. If you, uh, have an opportunity and you can still get there, do it.
4: All the volunteers, uh, were posting pictures last night where they had everything set up, uh, already. So. I didn't see that. I guess I yeah. need to look around and see what I'm going to win. They did. Well, they didn't have too many of the prizes, but I know, I know James said they were, they were looking at upwards of a hundred guns at that dinner tonight. Oh yeah. Tonight, so. they, they've been bragging about yeah. that for quite some time. There's probably a, still some tickets available, uh, if you go to the NorCal Guides and Sportsmen's Association page, there's probably still. A, well, if there's not and you an can't get into
1: the dinner, you can also support them by becoming a member of the yep, Northern California absolutely. Guides and Sportsmen's Association. It's not just
4: all guides; it's sportsmen too, and they're. Well, and there. they're out there fighting for everything they're trying to take away from us.
1: Yeah, <laughs> things slowly seem to be slipping through our fingers when yeah, it comes to how the that outdoors, happens, huh?
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, that's called progress to some. We better take a break. Why don't we do that? Let's take a quick break right now. When we come back, I'm taking you to Bodega Bay. We're going to climb on board with the man from the new sea angler, Captain Rick Powers, right after this quick break.
0: Planning a fishing getaway, a private charter, a tour of San Francisco Bay, or northern California's coast? The California Dawn Sport Fishing Boat is the answer
1: prices. Check first with Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon. Find out more at rondupratford.com or call toll free at 877-463-5436. Why would you buy any place else?
6: Kingfisher Boats has become the standard for sportsmen who value toughness, ride, comfort and great fishability. And Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon is, is your, your heavy, heavy gauge, gauge aluminum, aluminum boat headquarters. headquarters. Featuring the full line of Kingfisher Boats. The offshore, coastal, sport or river jet series boats from 16 to 35 feet are designed for saltwater, freshwater lakes, or river fishing. And Godfish and Marine's trained cell staff will help you select exactly what you need when it comes to power and accessories. Kingfisher's clean lines, classy paint choices, stainless accents, diamond plating, stylish interiors and storage, all out to the highest quality boat on the market today. Learn more at Godfishing Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com or Kingfisherboats.com.
8: More California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson.
1: Well, as you heard us talking earlier, it's crab opener. That's right, opening of crab season the first Saturday of November every year. Big excitement goes on up and down the coast. One of the places that uh, generally backs up pretty good. There's a long line sometimes waiting for an opportunity to launch over in the Bodega Bay area. Let's go to the man himself from the New Sea Angler. Captain Rick Powers joins us right now to talk about the level of excitement and what people can expect this year. In the I saw fishing. our
4: buddy Mark Blanton had a campfire in Bodega Bay last night. I wonder if he's over there on a little crab excursion. I wouldn't be excursion. a bit
1: surprised. Let's hook up with the man right now. Good morning, Captain. Hey, good morning, Sal. Tell us about it. What kind of level of excitement <laughs> is buzzing around Bodega Bay today?
9: Well, it was a bit of a circus getting down the channel. We started early, and the fog's starting to come in. And there was probably 15 boats sitting in the middle of the channel, guys shining lights at each other and stuff. But we, we got through them, <laughs> and we're on the ocean now, so... <laughs> We're happy to be here. I don't but need radar. I
4: got a spotlight. Yeah.
9: Think, yeah, we got spotlights. We got radar.
1: We got everything. here. Right? Yeah, well, I, you were probably plowing right through them all, wondering why the hell are they stopped here? Right, they must no, not have the. No, no. look- we
9: go slow and easy, and some of them fall in behind and follow, and some of them keep shining lights at each other. Those, but whatever, we made it.
1: The smart ones are
4: following. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. a duck pond yeah. at Gray Lodge. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like a
1: duck pond. You guys don't mind if exactly. we move our 12 shooters into this. Morning, no, do you? no. Well, Rick, it's got to be exciting over there. How busy is it this morning in Bodega?
9: Well, I have to tell you, Seth, uh, you know, I've been operating uh, the sea angler out of here for, what, 38 years now. And, and this is absolutely the busiest sport fishing day of the year in Bodega Bay. Um, everybody's here. Um, all the campgrounds are full. Our little restaurant, the Boathouse, was full of people last night, late, you know, late in the evening, and uh, it's happening. Everybody's excited. Everybody's going to be out harvesting crabs. I heard James talking about uh, the loop gear we're using, or the hoop gear. I'm sorry, I always say loop gear. The hoop gear um, turned out really good for us last year, Seth. You know, we're, we're close to the crabs here, and we're close to the fish. And we got on them right off the bat last year, and we never missed. We actually provided our customers with full limits of crabs, full limits of rockfish, and we did it all the way through. And so we were lucky, and hopefully today follows suit.
1: I'm not so sure it's luck, Rick. Uh, 38 years on the water out there, you probably got a little bit of experience and knowledge that probably helped out a little bit, too. Well,
9: we made it down the channel. That was, that was the start of a good day. So
1: we'll, we'll see what happens. Exactly. The the day. What kind of conditions are you going to expect as you head out today?
9: You know, it's flat, calm. We have uh, no wind. We have no swell. A little bit of fog started to set in, but it looks like it's going to be a really good day. We might get a little, you know, light rainfall today, but we all know we need that rain. We're going to get some more this week, but I don't really see any weather that's going to hold us back this week. Um, Yeah, we're anxious to get out and set the hoops and catch some rock cod and some ling cod and have some
1: fun. Well, the New Sea Angler is a big enough boat that you can have some fun and have a dance floor at the same time, folks. It's a great, solid platform for fishing out there. Rick, how long is that boat?
9: 65 feet long by 20 feet wide. And we're we're operating at a reduced capacity, pretty much like everybody else up and down the coast these days since uh, the pandemic hit, uh, everybody kind of drop their numbers of customers and raise the price a little bit. And
1: uh, people love it.
9: Yeah, a a little
1: little bit more space, not as crowded out there on the boats, and uh, everybody's having fun at it. Um, How much sharing is going on with the customers out there? Are they like 90% participation in all of this uh, crabbing nowadays? We get
9: our guys busy. I mean, everybody's got a job. You're either baiting jars or measuring crabs uh coil and lines we like everybody to get fully involved and uh it's a great time you need no prior experience it's a wonderful family trip it's a great trip and uh uh, yeah we get everybody involved there's there's something for everybody to do and then we get to do some fishing and the hoop rings you pretty much need uh you know fresh bait in these rings so uh, we'll catch some rock cod and hopefully get some ling cod. We had an outstanding month for ling cod. I think we caught over a 1,000 ling cod in the last five weeks on this boat. So it's been, uh, been a wonderful year between good salmon, excellent rock cod and ling cod, and now we're going to get some crabs. So I'm, I'm a happy camper.
1: Well, Bodega Bay is a great little community up there. I know it's got to be hopping. There's got to be people illegally parked all over the place <laughs> along those stretches. They got to f- find a spot and fill it is the way it works when it's busy up there, folks. Rick, give them all the hookup information they need for the new sea angler so they can get out there, climb on board with you and have a great experience on the water.
9: If somebody wants to get out, harvest some crabs. Catch some rock cod, some lingcod, and have some fun. They can reach us here in Bodega at 707-875-3495. seven eight seven five three four nine five. We're gonna have a great day today, Steph. Everybody's gonna be howling around our harbor tonight. It's gonna to be a lot of fun.
1: They're gonna be howling. Is right. There'll be a. You'll hear that beer cans opening. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Rick, Captain Rick Powers out of Bodega Bay with the new sea angler. Folks, if you want a prime day on the water, he's the man. Give him a call. Rick, give him that number one more time.
9: 707-875-3495. Seth, you guys have a great day today.
1: You do too, Rick. See and I hope you, every one of your clients comes home with a big batch of crabs. With today. crabs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Enjoy, my friend. He's gonna have a great time out there, there's no doubt about that.
4: I love Bodega, but I don't necessarily know if I want to go to Bodega when there's that many people there, right? Oh. Weekdays, yeah. Week days. I I like Bodega for just you know. You had it
1: over there with your wife and family. Well, you know what?
4: It it was like a hundred and twelve in the valley, and I went. Let's go to lunch at Bodega Bay. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, no, it was great. I I just you know it's funny because the first time I was ever there was with you and and Ogny and everybody on the on the Real Magic, mm-hmm. and I just kind of fell in love with the place. I was just like, man, I really like. It's like, like a, a different place. country. It is. You show up there and it's like. Wow, they got everything right
1: here in a small everything area. Everything
4: right here. And yeah, I just I just kind of fell in love with the place. It's a pretty pretty cool place to spend some time.
1: Well, let's find let's move a little inland right now. Head out to the delta a bit and hook up with one of our guys right now. Joining us is the man from Hook I almost said the wrong one. Right Hooks Sport Fishing. <laughs> one of them. Captain oh. Jay Loaves joins us that live. Guy. He's out sturgeon fishing today in the delta. Good morning, Captain. Good morning. Yeah, it's
10: Right Hook Sport Fishing. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, your buddy Steve called me earlier. Uh, he had a cancellation, and that was fresh in my mind about hooked-up sport fishing, but yep. Jay is right-hooked sport fishing. He's yep, got, yep, yep. Well, Jay, the sturgeon fishing is, I'm just going to say it, off the hook out there. Tell our listeners what's going on with it.
10: Yeah, no, fishing's pretty good. We're uh, we're in the middle of uh, our little transition here, water temps. Fish are finally in an area. There's multiple areas of fish now, which is, We haven't seen all season because the warmer temps, but temps are on the drop. Fish are grouping up. Fish are biting. Some days are a little bit better than others, uh, but we are getting a lot of action each day, and uh, that makes for, uh, you know, if you could get a few bites a day and miss a couple and catch a few, it makes for uh, some great pictures at the end of the day, and everyone walks off the boat happy. And, you know, everyone's catching fish down here. I'm looking at there's probably eight, ten charter boats down here in the Pittsburgh Marina and every day, everyone's catching a ton of fish. So it's full-time sturgeon fishing right now.
1: Well, I hope, I hope they're letting a few of them go along the way. What are you seeing out there on the water? What's the uh,
10: return rate for guys that want to let them go? Um, you know what? You know, there are a lot of guys throwing fish back, which is good. There's not just, uh, you know, a lot of harvesting going on. Yeah, people are still taking few. But I know one of the uh, one of my colleagues yesterday he had a few keepers yesterday and only kept one and threw the rest back. So there's more and more people getting into that uh, the swing of things and that's how we work it over here. We try to keep it to a couple keepers a day. If we get a really good day, we catch and which happens get five six keepers. We try to let the rest go, keep a couple because they are great table fare. But then again, we don't want to take a hundred years of fish out of the water and have nothing to catch down the road. So um, we are definitely practicing conservation when they are biting good and. I always tell everyone, let's catch a fish of a lifetime next time by throwing that fish back. So let them grow up and catch a big one.
1: The excitement is the battle when it comes to a sturgeon. It's, am I going to beat this guy or is he going to beat me? You know, like that fish beat the hell out of me that day when I was fishing with you.
10: Oh, in the streets, Yeah, that one, we had to pick up anchor if I remember right. Yeah,
1: and it was and, still going faster than we were. That's just the it way was. it is. It was probably the world record, don't you think?
10: <laughs> yeah, it probably was. Joey Pilata, <laughs> we were coming for him. Well,
1: I'll tell you what, that thing had to move like, I either had a telephone post on the other end that was swimming wherever it wanted to go, or I had Joey's dead fish hanging on the end of that. Cause it was, that was a more pull than I've ever had. It was like I hooked up to another boat.
10: That's funny. That yeah, was a big fish. yeah
1: that was it was. Funny. And it uh, gives me stories to tell forever. And I can lie and lie and lie and nobody can prove me wrong.
10: Yep, exactly. It's all fish story at the end of the day. <laughs> well, Captain, what is it
1: still uh, a whole thing having to do with roe right now, or are they uh, t- chomping on anything else out there?
10: You know what? I think uh, there, it's, there's a close, um, close comparison on um, baits right now that are producing. Salmon roe is always good um, just because we could doctor it up, add whatever scent we want to make it match the hatch. But a lot of the guys who can't get the salmon roe, um, are uh, using uh, ghost shrimp and having just as good as luck. So they're, the, what the water is getting is salty. There must be a, a lot of shrimp in the, in the bay. and the, So there's definitely good action to be had on, uh, on sand shrimp, ghost shrimp as well. And I haven't heard much on the eel, but if I had to pick two baits, it'd be either the salmon roe or the uh, sand shrimp and go out there and put it on the bottom and catch a fish. We have perfect tides this weekend. So, um, I mean, everything's lined up perfect. Next weekend, the tides aren't as good. Um, but if you had a chance to get out in between the rain the next couple of days, today and tomorrow would be a good opportunity for anyone trying to get out in the water.
1: Boy, I remember going out. I'd fish in the rain. It didn't make any difference. I'd get out by that mothball fleet, and I'd park out there. We'd put an umbrella up if that's what
4: it you took. You won't to even stand. walk to the mailbox in the Time, rain to get your checks. <laughs> times have changed.
1: <laughs> no doubt about it. Folks, A great experience going out sturgeon fishing. And as Jay said, it is absolutely spectacular table fare. But please, conserve it. You don't need to have 40 pounds of meat in your freezer. Take home enough for a meal or two and share the rest with other people, and that way you're sharing that fish forever with other folks because he'll have fry and there will be more of them out there as a result of that and bigger, more exciting fish in the future. That's what we all want, big, exciting fishing opportunities and some good table fare occasionally to go along with it. Jay, give them all the hookup information they need. they got to get out there and get in on this because it's the tug that's the drug when it comes to sturgeon fishing.
10: A hundred percent, yeah. Give us a call, Erico, 916. four one seven five six seven zero check out the facebook page it's updated daily whether we have a a huge banner day or we catch just a couple it's going to be up there so check it out check out the pictures there's some occasional photos and uh, we're about to leave the dock here uh set to catch the bottom of this tide and hopefully catch a couple of fish i can see some pictures here shortly
1: well if you happen to do a hookup before we get off the air give us a shout back or send me a text let me know what's going on out there partner sounds good you guys have a good one and uh, take it easy captain jay lopes with right hook sport fishing that number again 916-417-5670 don't miss the opportunity
2: Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in deals for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at bodegatackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by, and you'll catch more fish.
6: Allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate in high performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter. More targets, incredible shallow, and deep water performance. Lorance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lawrence.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. Brads, site, sit, fisherman and beginner alike, and all products are fisherman-tested and fish-approved.
7: I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
6: Best of Awards, Vantica Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sepp with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing.
1: Good morning, everybody. I've got a great tip for you RVers, campers, and just guys that like to be in the outdoors. You know, with this big change to colder weather, well, it sure seems cold. It might not be freezing cold, but it's getting down there in temperatures. And as you move to foothills it's going to be a little cooler and up into the high sierras even cooler still what are you going to do to stay warm well of course you take along plenty of clothing extra socks long underwear if you're going to be doing stuff outside driving quads or doing whatever playing yahoo's in the field that's all great and wonderful but how do you stay warm inside once you get back to your motorhome or your camper you don't want to be sitting around there in your jacket and all that heavy stuff You wanna get down to the basics, be comfortable, have a meal and have some warmth inside. Well, warmth inside has taken some new steps lately. There's a lot of different ways to heat things up. Sure, every RV comes with a heater, battery powered so you don't have to be plugged into electricity and it'll burn propane. Well, until that battery wears out, it'll give you great heat and everything. Don't count on it for all night. Or if you've got hookups, you can get plugged in and have everything you want. All the comforts of home, your heating system, air conditioning, whatever you need, is going to keep you nice and warm and comfortable inside. But what if you're boondocking? What if you're out there where there's no assistance? Well, I've got one of those Mr. Heaters that you screw in the propane bottles into to keep me warm. And guess what I've got underneath stored in the RV? Another one of those Mr. Heaters. That's right. In case one goes down, I've got a great backup. In case I don't have electricity, I've got propane backup. But you know what? For an old boy scout like me, it doesn't end there. Sure, I got propane. Yeah, I got my battery heating system in there. I got 110 heating system if I've got hookup. But I've gone one step further. I bought myself a Jackery 1500. It is nothing but a big old lithium battery that you haul around with you that has solar panels that unfold, that charges itself during the day while the sun's shining, or you can plug it into a wall if you have power and fully charge it up. That will offer you power for many hours. You can plug any device into it, an electric heater even into it, and it will power it for many hours, even though a heater is a big draw. It's another backup system to make sure you stay warm During this colder weather, there's lots of fun stuff to do, whether you're fishing or hunting or just getting into the outdoors now that summer is out of the picture and things are cooler. Stay cool in the summer, but stay warm in the winter and get out. Have a great time. This is set. Hit the field, hit the water, hit the campgrounds. Just get out there and enjoy the outdoors.
6: further manteca trailer and motorhome catering to sportsmen around the west
12: we're not the biggest we're the nicest the bob davis people at manteca trailer and motorhome Man-tica. Man-tica.
8: and now more california sportsmen with seth Hendrickson.
1: you know i pay a lot of attention to lake Berryessa and what's going on up there in uh My last trip at Berryessa was just as successful as my last trip to Pyramid Lake.
4: You know, it's funny. You and pay a lot of attention normally are not together in the same sentence.
1: That's true. (laughs) That's true. I just like to go fishing. I just like to be there. Well, you know, occasionally it'd be nice if I caught a few fish along the way. Exactly right.
4: Well, one of the ways that maybe I it's
1: kno- that lake. Is. I know why, I know why you hate it. Yeah. So I hope I never get to that point. See,
4: well, you live close to it. I love Folsom and most guys hate it.
1: So. Well, 20 minutes from my house is the launch ramp. It does make it a little well, that's, easy. That's oh. kind of how Folsom And, and I'm glad I get along I've got so a well. guy, I'm glad I got a guy like this close to home too to keep me posted of where they are, what they're doing, what color is the best and where I ought to be fishing. Joining us right now from Big Nate's Guide Service, Nate Kels joins us live. Good morning, Nate. Hey, good morning, Seth. Well, what do the conditions look like out there this morning? Low water,
13: cold water, but there's some fish.
1: Well, that's good. I, what are you seeing on the locators this week when you were out there?
13: Um, well, the, the bait is scattered out, so the fish have scattered. Uh, you know, the, the hookup ratio has definitely went down, but we're getting some, uh, some big quality fish. Um, you know, as, as this water keeps cooling down, the baits will keep pushing up to the surface. And uh, that topwater bite should be taken off here real soon.
1: Well, I can only wait for pulling out a speedy shiner and trolling about three miles an hour right on the surface and getting into some action out there. When you say big fish, how big are you talking right now?
13: Five, five to seven kings. Well, repeat um, that. You broke up just a little bit there. Repeat that again. Five uh, king kings about five to seven pounds. Yeah. Uh, Where we're also we're we're also seeing uh, some nice trout, but. You know the numbers just aren't there. It's uh, it's it's more of quality over quantity.
1: Well, what I've seen with these storms that have come through, they really busted things up. Not the big winds and everything, but just enough blowing to get everything scattered. Every place uh, like Pyramid Lake, the minnows scattered all over, the fish scattered all over, and that's exactly what's going on at Barriere right now. But it's kind of a transition time too. You're going to see some fish moving north. You're going to see some fish really getting active. Uh, especially the rainbows and stuff as they start identifying and holding those minnows close to shore do you ever get into that uh, cast into the shoreline to uh, intercept those minnows
13: we do we do you know it's it's crazy because you'll see these rainbows they'll start boiling almost like a striper boil and uh you know at that point you just got to turn on that spot lock and start bombing cast masters
1: exactly exactly yeah big, it going be a one. lot of fun big silver cast masters, black ones. It really doesn't matter. Just so you're pulling it through the water right in front of just them. Gotta get,
13: just got to get something right there in their face. That's it.
1: Well, what are you pulling now to get the strikes? Fewer strikes, but better quality fish. What are you pulling?
13: We, you you got to slow all the way down. Um, speed trolling is, is no longer successful. Uh, you got to slow it down, run big dodgers, hoochies, uh, naked bait. You know, make sure you got a good brine on it so it doesn't fall apart on you. Um, you know, any... Any sort of big is working well. Uh you just gotta make sure you keep everything in between one one and about one seven. Isn't
1: that wild? We were trolling what, three, four miles an hour just a month ago and now we're way down to as slow as you can go practically.
13: Every everything's changing really fast. You know, November's always that transition month, uh most lakes, especially Barrietta. And uh, you know, that, that 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 tends to turn the bite off, but you know, there's still some big fish to be caught. And, uh, you know, the crappie bite starting to take off as well. So well, we'll that's, be mixing that's in. one of the things
1: we're going to talk about in the next segment with Alan Fong. He was just up there and got into some crappie out over open water, finding some structure down low. And we'll talk about usal- utilizing the rants and turning on some of the features that'll point out what you could be fishing for. You don't normally see on the other locators. Well, Nate, this is a great opportunity for folks to get up there that know how to troll, that know how to get into it. But. Top presentation right now, if you're chasing a king salmon, has got to be just that bear anchovy, as you say, cured with a good bend, and it rolled slow behind a big flasher. Wouldn't you say that's your exactly best Exactly
13: right. Use use a huge flasher, 10, 10, 12 inches. Uh, you know, the, you're not going to get many bites, but the bites you get are going to be big bites.
1: And what they also need to know is that fish is probably following you for 40, 50, maybe even 100 yards, looking at it, poking at it, smelling at it before they actually make a move on it
13: if, which which is why speed change and uh you know and making making some aggressive turns every every now and again uh will will really uh, up your catch ratio
1: that's a re- very good technique to a hard left and a hard right you have to think folks what's happening back there with your lines behind the boat say 50 feet back maybe even further if you're top lining but as you turn the inside of the turn line drops down deeper the outside line Comes up a little bit higher in the water column and is moving faster and pulling harder. Where the inside one's hardly got any drag on it at all. It's just sinking down. Then drop your exactly engine, right. b- drop your engine back into gear, or pick up your speed with your electric trolling motor, and boom! Sometimes you get a hit just as that thing starts picking up and maybe looking like it's going to escape from that fish.
13: That's that's exactly right. Um, you know, most most of our bites are actually coming on turns right now. Um, you know sometimes we'll even just make a big donut and uh you know we'll pick up one or two um you know i just I, w- I wish the bite was a little better than it is but like i said you know it's a transition time and um you know it it should it should really be good come uh come the end of the month and on into december january
1: these rains are going to turn things on for us you got enough water that's going to be coming into the various you know rain area and all the water um God, I can't even think, watershed area up there, it's going to have an impact on the lake. Yeah. Those you creeks sure, are going to st-
13: You sure do have a lot of faith.
1: <laughs> uh, we, they're, talking, they're, they're talking an inch or two, and I know Clear Lake and that whole area up through there, that's where our water starts at Puda Creek, up almost in the Clear sure Lake does. area. So we need that watershed to really get it, and I hope they do. Clear Lake could use it, Berryessa could use it, we all can, because your ramp's getting a little tight down there, I know, right now at Berryessa's. Yeah,
13: it's, it's beyond tight. Um, it's, it's uneven. It's tight. There's, you know, probably about three, four foot of water in, uh, in Markley Cove right now. Um, when, uh, when you launch, I mean, you really just, you got to pay attention to what you got going on.
1: Yeah. If you've got a tandem trailer, you're in better luck than if you've got a single. If you drop off with your single, you're going to have a tug getting it back, especially
4: if you've got a heavy boat. You can tear the axles out of them doing that. Yeah. Exactly. You can't just put it in four wheel drive and power it up over the ledge. Yeah,
1: you can leave that back axle right yeah. where it's at. The other thing that's important is uh being careful when you go out there. Don't drop your prop all the way down and stuff like that. Pay attention to your locator. It's there to help you save your engine too.
13: You're exactly right. I know a couple of people that hit some uh some rocks on the way out. just not paying attention um you know you gotta stay off that shoreline. There's a lot of big boulders once uh once you launch right there at markley on the uh on the right hand side as you're motoring out um you know just try and stay as close to the uh to the houseboats and stuff as you can. And uh, you should be fine.
1: Absolutely. Well, it's a great opportunity to get out there, folks. And as things stabilizes, the barometer stabilizes after these storms come through, give it a couple of days to stabilize either low or high or wherever it's going to go. And those fish will relax and get more comfortable. And then bingo, the bite starts up again. Unless another big storm comes in and throws it all again. But that's the way things are this time hey, of year.
13: Bring bring, bring on the storms.
1: Yeah, bring them, fill up the damn lake, make my launching even easier. That's Nate, Nate Kelsch with Big Nate's Guide Service. Nate, give them all the hookup info they need. they got to get out there and have some fun, too.
13: All right. Thanks, do uh, You guys can check me out at Big Nate's Guide Service on Facebook. You can also give me a call at 916-860-9180, and we'll get you on the books. We're going to be uh, mixing in uh, Barryessa trout, king, and crappie trips, as well as uh, switching over to doing some uh, some trophy trout fishing over Comanche and uh, Amador as well. So, um, you know, every, everything's going to be on tap for us here in the next couple of weeks. So, uh, make sure you give me a call and we'll, we'll get you set up. Get out there and have some fun.
1: You know, the crappie in the trees out there is a lot of fun. And, uh, I'll be talking to Alan Fong later about that, but that'd be a good way for you and I to get to know each other better. We got to talk, my friend. Some huge crappie in that lake. I know. Up to two pounds. <laughs> yes, sir. Nate, thanks for hooking up with us today. Have a great day on the water and catch a monster, will you? And if you do, get back to us yes, let us know what's it. going on. All right. You take care, my friend. All right, you too. Thanks. Nate Kelsch with Nate's Guide Service. Great guy, great guide. It just works that way.
5: Fishing
14: is fine, but is the only way. We're going to show
1: you how to catch some fish today. Well, that can only mean one thing. The man himself, Mr. Alan Fong from Alan Fong Outdoors and Fisherman's Warehouse Stores, joins us live from Texas this morning. Yeah, Good morning, Alan. Everybody was wondering
4: why he wasn't in here with us on the first weekend of the month. Yeah, Alan, you're not in your chair. I know. I miss him.
1: Good morning, hey. Alan. Hey. Good morning. How you guys doing? <laughs> I, I missed my welcome from you, that warm, exciting, we're on the radio welcome that Alan always gives us every morning. Alan, <laughs> what the heck are you doing in Texas this morning?
15: I'm up here on Ralph Galleon's ranch, and i want to do a little weeding for him, uh, pick out some animals that, you know, he don't want on the ranch anymore. Just up here visiting, having fun.
1: Well, I know you go for a nice little visit and have fun every, just about every year back there. it's a great opportunity to get back there and get into the, the swing of things. We're having a terrible deer season out here. Not a lot of guys had success. I I would imagine you have some pretty good looking animals out there that he considers not perfect to keep on the ranch.
15: Yeah, he does. He's got a, a gene pool out here with all these high genetics. He's got white-tailed deer that are scorned 300. They look like elk.
1: <laughs> no no but, wonder you're in Texas. Everything grows big in Texas.
9: Yeah, it does.
1: <laughs> hey, Alan, I watched, well, your, I watched your YouTube video on, uh, I don't know, Wednesday or whenever it came, the second one came out, and I didn't catch the crappie one until I went back and looked at the Monday one. What a great time you had out there, and you using your Lowrance, just like you teach them on the air, just like you teach them in the stores. What an easy uh, easy way to get into the crappie and to find where they're at. Tell our listeners what you did.
15: Yeah, so I um, started going offshore. You know, I used to do it. I've always done all all my life, and the new electronics just making it a thousand times easier. So I did one, you know, using the high-tech stuff. I would go out and use my side scan and be in, the fish are in like 25 to 45 feet. So I'm grafting around with the side imaging, and I could see 200 feet on each side of the boat. I see a tree laying down. I mark it as a waypoint. I go over the tree, drop my live down, and I could see the tree. I could see the fish swimming around on it. Throw my little jig out there, watch it go down and disappear and set the hook. And these crappie are one to three pounds. They're monsters. So I, after I did that video, I got all these people that are watching my video, and they're saying, well, I can't afford $15,000 in electronics. <laughs> so I did another one this last Monday using 2D, which everybody has. takes a little longer to locate them and to find it. And I explained, you know, what you see on the screen might be 30 feet off to the side of you, and you have to keep crisscrossing and using marker buoys to find it. But it just takes longer to find it. But you can find them, and we had thirty-one crappie the other day that were all from pound and a half to two and a half pounds. That's, they're monsters.
1: They're very good, and they got to be a heck of a battle. Now, my real question is: Were you ready with a crappie stick for them, or were you using a different stick on them?
16: What do you mean?
15: What we do you mean a
1: stick? Fishing rod. <laughs> Did, did you go out with specifically crappie rods and reels to do that?
15: Oh, yeah. We're using light-action light, light action rods with four-pound tests. And I even proved a point to Denise because, like, if you don't use your reel for a while, your lines are all coiled, and you tow it out, you see a lot of coils on your line. Well, when you're using a one thirty second or one sixteenth ounce jig, your jig's spinning, and you don't catch as many. And I, I like to put it to her, you know, and – but she makes me, at the end of the show, tell everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, she does tell you to tell everything, but you don't tell everything. Pretty close. Almost. <laughs> Al- almost is right. You gave me the area I need to go to, and it shouldn't be any trouble turning on my unit and finding exactly where I need to be. I'm going to head up there this week after the storms and see if I can't find a few hanging in a Christmas tree myself.
15: Uh, you know, well, I was up there twice this last couple of weeks, and I've been paying very attention to the bait balls they're moving up shallower um you know the other day we were out there croc fishing. i saw these greens all around me behind me so i picked up my spoon and threw out and i took three baths you know so the bait fish are coming up the lake must be turning
1: and uh pretty soon I'll be out there with my gifts catching some salmon. I was just going to say, you know what this storm that's coming is going to do. We're going to put some water <laughs> in those creeks. There's going to be a trickle coming down, and there's going to be a line yeah. of king salmon lined up going underneath the bridge. That's right. <laughs> and I know you'll be there, and I know I'll be there, and I know several other folks will be out there having a party. It looks like it's going to be a later party this year, doesn't
15: it? Yeah, it looks like if that rainstorm comes through here,
1: definitely help the launching because that launching man it's getting narrow <laughs> yeah it certainly is but i think uh if we get two inches of rain in that watershed it might take a few days but i think it'll start uh bringing things up a little bit even in a lake the size of uh Berryessa and clear lake and some of the others they'll all be impacted with a good storm yeah and let's hope they just line up and keep coming they say possibly two to four feet of snow up in the sierra too so that's a nice push yeah. Well, folks, if you haven't checked out Alan Fong Outdoors on the YouTube channel, you need to. Alan, tell them what you got when it comes out and what you deliver to them.
15: This week we got uh, the crappie one coming out Monday showing that you can locate these spots with 2D sonar. And then the report, you know, everybody, you know, crab season open today and Denise is out there right now. So hopefully she can... Get some and get some video and I'll get that out there real quick.
1: You mean you're not going to have a video on your deer hunt? (laughs)
15: Uh, I'm going to be wearing a camera, but I don't know if I'm going to show it or not. I'm I'm,
1: I'm certain
4: you'll send to some friends a photo though. That'll be important. Oh yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we're going to get together because I've got four HDS 12s on the new boat and I, I'm going to let Alan set them all up. That'd probably be a real good idea. Yeah, that a pretty can, good idea. Then they huh? can
1: teach you what to do
4: with them. Absolutely. So, uh, so Alan and I are going to get on the water as soon as my new boat gets here. So that... Alan, I want to thank fun. you. Go ahead. Okay. All right. I just want to thank
1: you for joining us from Texas and spending the time to uh, get a hold of us before you go out on your deer hunt today. Have a great time out okay, there. Hey, tell Ralph and Cheryl. Hello, dude. And folks, make, I make, my hunt. <laughs> make, make sure you go to Alan Fong outdoors and get a subscription for it. It's all free and it comes to you twice a week, Mondays and Wednesdays. You get all the information you need to put together a great trip. Alan, have a great Thank hunt you. today. We'll talk to you soon.
12: Kent, this is Cheryl Gallion. How you doing, darling?
4: Hi, Cheryl.
1: How oh, are you? It's
4: a telephone radio. There you out. have it, Seth. See how good that is? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys. Right there, too. Oh, man, that's okay. perfect. All right, we'll talk
1: to you guys later on. You have a great time. Got? Do you know everybody in every
4: corner of the world? Sometimes. Well, Ralph used to live in Orangeville. Well, there you have it. Yeah, he, he was a he was a big customer when I was at Wild Sports. So, and a bass fisherman.
0: Give him a call at 916-417-5670 and book a trip now. Or check him out on the web at righthooksportfishing.com. Since
2: 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team?
11: Founded in 1952, Real. See the entire lineup from Daiwa at all Fisherman's Warehouse mega stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. Lawrence is the leader
6: in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing.
11: And their new HDS Live Series with
6: active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lawrence Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhancements. Enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance.
0: Lorance has, has it all.
6: Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lorance.com. Lorance,
17: is the perfect locator for you. Now, here's USAFishing.com's Mike Ogney with our saltwater. Line- Water Bay and Coastal
1: Report. Good morning, Michael. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Happy Crab Day, apparently, out <laughs> there, huh? Yeah, yeah. We got to, you know, we got to
18: get you, Kent, Maryland down one afternoon. We'll wait for the weather just to, you know, lay out dead calm just like just like you like it. And we'll dash out one afternoon for a couple of hours, load you guys up, and send you home fat and happy with a big, uh, big uh, cooler of, of crabs.
1: I think that would be a great plan. Especially- yeah, no, the
18: numbers, the numbers have been pretty good. The, the rumors, there's always, there's always preseason rumors. Um, I don't, uh, I don't do scout pots or anything you like mean, that. The, the guys heard- that
1: are just making sure there's no knots in their ropes and stuff and lowering yeah, them down and yeah, recoiling it all.
18: Yeah. You know, those guys, they're not, they're not poaching crab. They're just looking at areas is what they're doing. They're not out there. They're not bringing them in. Um, they're not being to the letter, but, uh, close enough. And so the rumors are that they, we get a lot of crabs offshore and, um, you know, the new owners of the real magic, Kim and uh, Jeff Berger, they're going to be out on a shakedown cruise. They're looking forward to it. And I was out at Bodega Bay yesterday. Weather was beautiful. I just looked at it here this morning. I looked at the buoy. It's, uh, there's no wind. It's dead calm. Five foot swell. It's gonna be really nice weather today. We're gonna to see a little bit more wind and swell tomorrow. Tomorrow Sunday night, we're gonna start seeing a swell train. Monday looks pretty ugly, and then it gets back to uh, to a nice weather. But I expect great crabbing um, right in you know maybe all the way into Christmas. It really just depends on how long these whales hang out and the commercial fleet is not able to set gear because the commercial fleet they mop up over 50 percent in the first in the first week that they're out.
1: Well, I know the crab are already wet, but do these storms have an impact on their activity?
18: Yeah, it pushes them offshore. You know, you're not going to see as many crabs in the, you know, from Bodega Bay, to Outer Bay and Salmon Creek and the shallows and stuff like that. But you have extended periods of, of calm weather, my, uh, my younger son, uh, Tyler, he's, uh, he's out crabbing this, uh, this morning, but, uh, he surfs a, a lot on the Sonoma coast and he, there's years where, they get a calm period in the fall and he's walking on crabs getting out to the to the break.
1: I saw and on the uh, I saw on the news that there were some uh, crab die-offs up in the Washington area because of the red tide or similar situation up there. Have we experienced any of that down here?
18: No, none. I haven't heard any of that. I've just, you know, we've had just phenomenal uh, ocean conditions along our coast. It's yeah. really favorable for all these salmon that have been getting uh, trucked down, and it's, it's great for everything in the ocean. Unfortunately, what it does for the commercial fleet is it keeps these whales around, and they just keep feeding and feeding later into the year than they normally do, and uh, because of the uh, lawsuit that was brought against um, a couple of years ago against just California crabbers, it wasn't brought against Oregon and Washington, because we all know that whales know better than to go up to Oregon and Washington. Oh, yeah. But uh, um, it's just on, on the California coast. It's a, it's a little ludicrous because the crabs that you're going to be seeing here in the next few weeks are coming down from Washington and Oregon. So those states are have their markets and their fishermen fishing at a, at a, at a better price, which in turn supports all those different small harbors and ports up and down, especially like on the Oregon coast. And um, while our guys sit, it's a little frustrating.
1: Yeah, I can understand that. As the commercial guys are kicked off now until, what, around December 1st or something like that, tentatively? Yeah,
18: well, that, the, the North Coast guys typically start uh, crabbing on, on December 1st. Uh, Washington, I believe, is open now, and Oregon opens December 1st. Um, there's different areas, and I don't follow it nearly as close as, as what I used to, but basically by December 1st, Oregon and Washington is going to be wide open.
1: Well I hate to open this can of worms with it being six fifty eight right now and a break coming up any second. But Mike, where are the king salmon? We talked about this. There should be more king salmon being caught right now. I know the hatchery's got what they needed or they're working on it still, but it looks like we have a sufficient returns to get some eggs hopefully. But there's gotta be a hundred thousand fish laying around someplace that haven't made it all the way or have died in the process.
18: I think a lot of these fish have died in the process. Now, if, if you look back a couple of years up, in, in 2020 and 2021, U.S. Fish and Wildlife came out and, and, and forecasted, forecasted, in both of those years that we were going to see big die-offs on the upper sack due to lethally warm flows coming off of Shasta Dam. So when you toast all the wild fish, which traditionally makes up the majority of the stock out in the ocean— then you're just relying on hatchery fish, and we're not seeing these. We're not seeing fish on the upper sack, which traditionally um, made up 40 percent of the of the ocean component. We're not seeing any fish up that way. The last count I heard out of Coleman, which is about a week old, is that they had about 8,500 fish uh, coming up Battle Creek, which is extremely depressing to, to hear. It's, numbers should be three times that. Uh, we're getting fish at Nimbus Dam. My understanding at Nimbus is that cold water has the fish pinned up right against uh, the, uh, the the uh, dam at at the hatchery there. The McQualney did a couple of pulse flows, and that brought fish in from their local area. But I also heard that in that section of the delta, which I don't understand well. I'm not I'm not a delta guy, and I don't understand. The waterways, but a lot of the fish, because of the super low flows and, and not a lot of smell and cold water in the river, a lot of fish were just kind of wandering around into the uh, into the sloughs, and I guess a lot of them dead end in that area. So those pulse flows did help to pull fish up to the hatchery, but there were reports of fish just kind of wandering around like, hey, where's home?
1: Well, I'm hoping and, that uh, these rainstorms that are coming in right now will help them identify anything that's still left out there or wandering around will get some scent is there's yes. enough rain going to be coming down. We can get some action out of this.
18: Colder uh, flows, colder, higher flows will definitely help, especially with successful spawning. And that's what we need. We need to see more natural fish. Exactly. Part of this whole equation, not just trucked, it needs to be trucked and natural. And it's just, it's getting more and more frustrating that we don't have a, a department that is managing our, our fisheries and how the and the environmental conditions that affect them so
1: much. Well, to me, it's disturbing that we can't get all the agencies working together to save the fisheries. And this is obviously something we could talk about for hours and hours and hours. And I know they're scrambling, trying to do the best job they can during the drought situation. But uh, I really think that the demise of our salmon is, is right on the cusp here. And if something important isn't done soon, we're going to be in trouble. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. All right. Seven. We've already gone over the 7 o'clock hour. I'm already getting arms waved at me in the other room. Michael, thank you. Let's uh, concentrate on this and talk about the salmon situation and next check, week. A little check bit. check out more. reports on Real Magic later uh, today. We we'll have them up on Facebook. You got it, partner. Thanks for hooking up with us. We always appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Mr. Mike Ogney with Real Magic and USAFishing.com. You know how it works. There's a whole nother hour right around the corner. We're going to be kicking it off with Captain Jeff Suhu chasing Delta Stripers. As soon as we get back from this break, y'all stick around. You're going to get hooked.
8: It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Zepp Hendrickson. Coming up next.
11: Fisherman's Warehouse and Lowrance Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high performance fish finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lorance Live and the full line of Lowrance products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location.
0: Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin. Good morning, sportsmen.
18: Quail Point's bird season is underway. We're planting pheasants, quail, and chucker Wednesday through Sunday from 8 to 3 through March. Come out and do some day shoots or purchase a bird guard. Quail Point's a great place to bring the family. If you have young kids not ready to carry a shotgun, have them bring their BB gun and walk the field with you. It's a great way to work on gun safety and it's way more fun than just walking. Take a break off and on, let them get some shots in, carry some birds in their vest, and get in on the action. If you have any questions, check out QuailPoint.com or give us a call at 530-735-6217.
11: If you spend more time telling the one that got away stories instead of showing off giant fish pictures, get to Fisherman's Warehouse and grab some Gamakatsu hooks. Gamakatsu has hundreds of hooks for every technique, and Fisherman's Warehouse has the full selection. Change to the world's sharpest hooks from gamakatsu, improve your fish catching, and end the lost fish stories. Fisherman's Warehouse in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield all carry a full selection of gamakatsu hooks for every fishing application. Stop in today or shop online at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com.
0: Water salmon, steelhead, and stripers, too. Check out eurekafishing.net or call Tony Sepulveda now at 707 845 9588.
8: And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson.
1: Hey, we're back, and lots of things going on in addition to the big crab opener today. A lot of guys have been sending me photos, including Alan Vong, about some nice stripers being caught out in the Delta. Well, who do you go to? Captain Jeff Suhu. That's who I go to when I want to know more about what's cooking out there, and I'm going to him right now, too. Let's get hooked up with Suhu Sport Fishings. Captain Jeff Suhu joins us live. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, good morning, guys. Tell us about it. What's it going like out there for chasing stripers?
16: Oh, you know what? It's, it's, it's pretty darn good. You know, we had a little struggle last Saturday bouncing around looking for some fish. Um, and, uh, we, we had to look at a lot of different areas and, and we eventually ran into the different groups of them, but they haven't been stacked like they were. Um, Sunday was a different story, ran some different water and found them stacked up. Yeah. I would
1: imagine stacked up is a great thing when you got $4 mudsuckers as bait, huh?
16: Yeah, three to four dollars. That's you know we couldn't even get any today, but we got a nice
1: load of uh, jumbos. Oh, that's kind of nice to have. <laughs> the jumbos. Did you have to fill out a bank request for a loan to get the jumbos, or are they reasonable? Pretty now? much. Are they Pretty much. Go- Whatever it takes, though. What are jumbo minnows <laughs> going for now?
16: Oh, uh, twenty like thirty bucks a dozen. Eh,
1: I've I've heard worse in places. That's for sure. <laughs>
16: It is what Yeah, it is. So. Yeah,
1: it'll, it'll make you cry. Cause you think back to all the years that you caught all these little bait fish, just having fun on the side of the river and you wish to God, you still had them all. That's it. That's it. Well, Jeff, there's a lot of things to talk about out there, but what techniques are doing best for picking up stripers out there right now? And what impact are these storms going to have that are coming this week on the striper fishing?
16: You know, I'm looking at my graph now, water temperature dropped, you know, 57 right now in the Harbor. Um, uh we've been drifting live bait we've been drifting a live bait and that's been really really successful i don't know how the trollers are doing but we're drifting a live bait and uh whether it's a mudsucker or a minnow or a bluegill uh it's working real real well um the storms is going to be good it's going to freshen it up a little there's a lot of fish down below you know the, the upper bay um the north bay so i hear a fish pushing up so that's a that's a big welcome we'll take it
4: Hey Jeff, can't are the are the, have those strappers moved into like the drainouts around you know the track and and all that area? I mean, are they are they moved into that current yet? You know, it really depends on who
16: you talk to. You know, yeah. uh, some some guys are on them, some guys aren't. You know, it's it, that kind of fishing's hit or miss. Uh, um, you know, you run and gun your your usual spots, and they're going to be there. They're not. Um, I've heard most guys are not doing that well. Yeah.
4: I know a lot of guys yeah. are a lot of guys are throwing the lipless baits, you know, throwing rattle traps and LVs and yosuris and that kind of stuff, and and they're catching some fish doing you that. You
1: know, last week Alan Fong was even saying that uh, he'd go out there and he'd go to one spot and it'd be absolutely zip, nothing. Mm-hmm. He'd go to another spot and it'd be nonstop, like dinks and a little yeah. bit bigger. Yeah. So it's it's really yeah, finding the year classes of fish out there. I would imagine is the secret. Uh, what's that? Finding the right year class must be the secret to catching some of the bigger boys.
16: Yeah. Yeah. You know, those guys doing what you got, you know, doing what they do, they go up there and they target those bigger fish. And, you know, it's, it's about how much time do you put into a spot? You need to come in and make a couple good casts into a, into a key area. And then you got to move along and, you know, because of that tide and that, that bites all tidal And, um, and uh, you only have so much time to hit so many spots to get those few good bites.
1: With all this uh, action with storms and winds and everything that's been going on and will be going on this week, are are the schools starting to get tighter or are they spreading out all over the place now?
16: They're spreading out, you know. They're spreading out. They're in different areas. They're somewhere within the area, but you just got to get down and get on top of them. They're not in the same areas every day as they were uh, weeks ago you know weeks ago we were on fish for about a month and a half yeah just pumps, never left,
1: pumps probably know? aren't running anymore either so it just it makes it a little difficult they got to run around and find these dang things but boy once you get into them like alan fong said you're into them and it can be pretty consistent
13: oh yeah
16: it is we're multiple hookups you know we see them on the graph i'll see them i'll back the boat up with the trolling motor slow it down let the baits hang that you know tap the bottom a little longer and then i'd let it let it drift again, and all the rods will start going off.
1: <laughs> well, folks, if you'd like to get into some great striper action, Captain Jeff Suhu with Suhu Sportfishing is one of the guys that can get you on there. He's the guy that Mike Graver recommended that we take, a professional, he said. "Sep, get a hold of Suhu. He's a pro. He can replace me on the show, and that's exactly what he's done. Suhu Fishing, folks, if you want to get out and have some great action for stripers right now or in the next few weeks or, for that matter, months, it's going to go on for quite some time. Jeff, give them all the hookup information they need where they can find out more about your guide service.
16: Hey, if you want to check us out, Suhu Sport Fishing, that's S-O-O-H-O-O, sportfishing.com. You can reach me at 925-899-4045. Or check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Suhu Sport Fishing. See what we've been doing. Watch our little videos we post and uh, see our reports from our, our trips.
10: That number
1: again, folks, 925 925- 899 for Suhu Sport Fishing. Great time for stripers. Get a couple buddies together and go out and have a great day on the water.
16: Jeff, thank and you much. It. And man I just want to remind everybody, we run all private trips. We're not, we don't do open loads, so it's your group and your group only
1: when for, you fish with us. That's a perfect situation. That's the way to do it. Thank you, that's Jeff. It. We appreciate you hooking up with us. Have a great day on the water. And thank if for guys. some reason you get a big one before 8 o'clock, there's no excuse not to call me and let me know. I won't hesitate. Thank you. All right, Jeff. Thank you much. Bye bye. Appreciate it. Great guy, folks. And he's got a great boat and everything out there. Mr. Brown, you got a winner over there for our friends at Gun Owners of California? Mm
4: -hmm. You know what? what? Sup, I have two winners actually because, uh, but I'm not going to tell them about next week's winner, but uh, Sammy might be on a high. All I know is it's not me for two weeks in a row. That's the good part. Uh, 2022, 52 guns at 52 weeks raffles winding down with just seven more weeks. The good news is you can already buy your tickets for the 2023 raffle. Um, so they are available. All you have to do is give them a call at the office at 916-984-1400, and they'll send those tickets right out to you. You don't want to miss week number one of 2023, so get your tickets early. They make great Christmas gifts and stocking stuffers as well, so make sure you're supporting Gun Owners of California. Winner number 45, 2022, Gun Owners of California, 52 guns, 52 weeks raffle. Ticket 126, Jim Carlson. How many guns is Jim won? Uh he I must buy more tickets. He must Jim buy Carson. more tickets than you do, Sepp. <laughs> uh be. a Folsom, California, yeah, that is the same Jim. Uh Savage Mark II bolt action rifle and twenty-two long rifle. Sounds like a good little gun to have. Nice blinker. Uh they're they're uh they'll be giving you a call, Jim. I know they know how to get a hold of you. Um they'll be giving you a call at the office uh and uh, get you all squared away on the paperwork. Make sure you're supporting gun owners of California in their forty second year of fighting for your gun rights. We'll
6: There's a new ghost in town. There's a new ghost in town. Ghost Bait and Tackle at 2550 West El Camino Avenue in Sacramento, owned and operated by Cedric Ghostin. Ghost Bait and Tackle supplies anglers with all the fresh water, warm water, and saltwater tackle and accessories for a great day on the water. Rods, reels, live and frozen baits, swim baits, jigs, line, hooks, lures, spinners, terminal tackle, and a whole lot more. Located between I-5 and I-80 at 2550 West Del Camino Avenue, Ghost B&T opens at 5 a.m. seven days a week with easy on-off freeway access to save your valuable fishing time. Catch the fishing spirit with Ghost Bait and Tackle, 916- 692-8520. Heard of Brad's complete line of super baits, cut plugs, and killer fish for salmon, trout, and kokanee? How about Brad's crankbaits for bass or stripers? You're covered with over 100 colors and sizes, running true right out of the box. Bass professionals on tour use Brad's Wigglers when searching for on the bike find brad's products including made in the usa terminal tackle at local retailers and check out brad's killer fishing gear on facebook or instagram committed to excellence brad's killer fishing gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike and all products are fisherman tested and fish
17: approved i got a garage full of fishing tackle and every time i get out on the water i realize i forgot something important but i never forget my life jacket i make sure my buddies wear theirs too save the ones you love a message from california state parks division of boating and waterways it's time for Pure Fishing's Pro Staff Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. Manufacturers of the finest in fishing tackle and related products. Turn up the volume and listen close. We're sharing tips, techniques, latest innovations, the newest products, and legendary fish catching tactics from cold water, warm water, and saltwater pros. They'll tell you how they did it with a little help from their friends at Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. All you
1: have to do is pay attention
17: and then go fishing.
1: And joining us in our Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week, live in the blind this morning, Mr. Randy Pringle joins us. Good morning, Randy. I wish I was on a blind. Oh, God, his water didn't come through, did it?
19: Water is right now being uh, where our water is going right now into the club. It started yesterday. We get 75% of the water this year, and so we've got to manage it, or if we don't get any rain later on, we would have dry ponds by January when the best bird hunting is available. You're going to be at the
4: ISE show anyway, Pringle. You don't need water in January.
19: Absolutely wrong there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pringle will be live in the blind before he shows well, before up at the ISC show. show. Yes,
19: I will. As a matter of fact, uh we will be shooting uh our opener will be for this club on the nineteenth, and you get me on the air, it will be epic.
1: Well you must that must mean you have some birds flying around nowadays too.
19: Well we were out there uh two weeks ago. Um, and we were working on the the club uh, and moving the cattle and and, and and dealing with some of the, you know, when you've got something like that, you got to always be working on something, fixing wood or uh, something in the blind was broken, and you got to fix that, and you're decorating all the uh, the outside rims of the blinds and all that good stuff. At the end of the day, uh, there was oh, probably oh five six thousand birds next door because they had just started flooding and they haven't started hunting yet. And so we're driving out there right now and it, it'll probably be full of ducks everywhere, trying to, try to find their little spot where, of honey and uh, hopefully they'll come back to ours and have a happy uh, meal that yep. we can utilize for our uh, enjoyment.
1: Well, I know you were excited to hear that you were gonna have water pumped in there. I just hoped you had enough to be ducking down with your head down this morning. But what have you got for us in our pure fishing tip of the week? I bet it has something to do with
10: waders. Yeah, you know,
19: actually, it's fishing
3: line.
10: All and right. This
19: is, I, and this is—I had a great conversation with a client the other day. Um, we were out fishing on the California Delta last week, and he was uh, wasn't catching as many fish on his rod. And I had it. I go, "What pound test do you get? He goes, "Well, I put what you told me—twelve pound test." I go, okay, so, and we're throwing a rip bait, and so I handed him my rod, he goes, well, the same bait, yours is going down deeper, I looked at his line, and it was mono, now mono floats, and it's also, it won't drive that bait down to this maximum depth, so it was very important to explain to him, and yesterday, he called me back, and he went over a bunch of his rods, and he goes, because he's fishing an event this week, and He asked me, you know, all the different lines, and I had to explain to him. So it's it's a very simple thing. Pure fishing tip of the week is know what you're fishing, what bait you're throwing, and utilize the proper line because pure fishing has all the line needs that you need to have. Whether it's big game for floating baits or baits that are going to be rising is your floating line. That is your mono. And then you've got your super lines with your braid, which you can punch, top water, throw lots of difference. But it doesn't sink as well as fluorocarbon, which is a denser line, more brazier resistance when you're fishing rocks. So that line will keep the bait lower to its element of whatever lure you're throwing. It'll keep it in that mark. And that's very important when you're trying to keep a rip bait seven feet of water and you do not want it to float up is the Trilene 100% four-carbon line will get that bait, keep it in that strike zone. And that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is your pure fishing tip. Of
1: the week. It sounds like a good one, and I'm sure Mr. Brown has something to add to that. No, absolutely,
4: and normally it's the op- the opposite of what Randy experienced with the jerkbait in his customer. Normally it's, why in the hell will my topwater bait keep not work right? Why is it sinking? Why is it not working right? It's because I picked up a rod that had fluorocarbon on it, didn't realize it, tied on a topwater bait, and that line's sinking. You know, so it's These are like, things
1: I would have never thought
4: about. Being yeah, a you're like, a right. oh, man, I picked up the wrong rod or, or you know, I just I, I didn't I pay attention to I got my hand in the
19: air right now, Kent. <laughs> it's happened to me countless times. Oh, I I, know. Rut, I get the rod, I grab that bait, I tie on a topwater, stripers are busting this time of year. I grab it, I start throwing out and walking it going... It ain't walking so good now. You want to
4: blame the bait, and it's the line's fault. And you retie the knot because you think, oh, maybe it's a bad knot. Nope, it's the line's fault. And I've got, Randy, I'm like you. I carry a, a quarter-pound spool of 15 big game in my boat just for that situation because it takes me less time to sit down and re-spool a reel.
13: Yes.
19: So it is very important. And I always tell person, hey, Seth, if you take those three lines we just mentioned, the super line, the braid, okay? And then you take the fluorocarbon and the mono, and you grab all three of them, and you walk up to the side of a curb, and you run it back and forth, all three in between your two hands on the side of the curb. Which one's going to break first? Ask your listeners, and your listeners will go, oh, well, that would be whatever. Yeah. Can you answer that one, Seth?
1: Hell no, I can't answer it. I better <laughs> be going to be the braid.
19: It's going to be the braid there we go. because it's a cloth material and it's going to snag against the imperfections of the cement that's alongside of the curb. Their next one would be the mono because it's not as dense and it's not as stiff. Then there's the floor carbon. So that tells you instantly another pure fishing tip is if you're going to be fishing rocks, your your braid is not your best deal to drag it across rocks. It would be your
4: fluorocarbon line, and fluoro doesn't so, fluoro doesn't like spinning reels all the time. Sep, which is why a lot of anglers are using the braided line, the super lines, and following that so up with the fluorocarbon. That's leader. what
1: I've started switching to. Fong beat me up yeah, over that. It's a lot of knot for you to tie. Well, I've got those little small line counters that I use <laughs> yes. a lot, of, real small, like a Bantam fifty, mm-hmm. and they're a great reel to use for this kind of stuff. And eh, well, it doesn't yep. matter. It's just, it's just. Really having the right tackle for the task. Uni tasks. knot,
4: FG knot, all that stuff's online, and you can learn how to tie those right in the comfort of your living room uh, with you, your cell phone.
1: YouTube is the easiest YouTube's way. great. I was freaking out how to tie a downrigger knot because yeah. I lost a downrigger ball. So I'm thinking, what knot do I tie to this? And they go, oh, it's a double Palomar. Yeah. I know the Palomar. Never heard of the double Palomar, but
4: I sure learned how to tie it real fast. There ain't nothing to it. It's a rainy weekend. You guys can learn how to tie all the knots you're going to need right there. A, a, a 15-pound living
1: room. ball dropping down into the water yeah. and coming back up at the speeds that those Scotties have. It's good stuff. Randy, your tips today are outstanding for all of us to know especially ignorant people like me that do
4: nothing but troll out there. Hey, be careful calling a tournament director ignorant. They take that personal.
1: That's <laughs> why I said ignorant <laughs> people like that's me.
19: That's not ignorant. That's, that's ignorant. Ignorant. we got to let Randy go. Randy, so.
1: we can't wait to hear you live in the blind. You know we're going to call on you next week to be that man for us.
19: You know, I'm not as smart as I used
1: to was. No, nope. nope, you're None not. Of us are. None of us are, my friend. I appreciate you filling in for Mr. Carson today. Great tips, and I'll talk to you live in the blind next week.
19: You have a great afternoon, both of you gentlemen. And for your listeners, go out there and whack a couple for me, guys.
1: Randy C-R-P. Pringle, the fishing instructor. Check him out. Randy, before you go, give them the number so they can book a trip with you and get out there and learn like I did.
19: So you can always give me a call in Harry code 209- five, four, three, six, two, six, zero, and book a trip. Whether you want to fish for largemouth or stripers this time of year, it's it's a ball right now. So have some fun. Let's get on those fish, guys. All right, Guy, have a great
1: day, and uh, keep that water coming, my friend. Keep it coming. You need all you can get out there. Speaking of all you can get, I got some photos just seconds ago from Tim Noxon at Eagle Lake about some big fish caught this it's week. That's at uh, Eagle Lake this morning. Yeah, well, take a look at these two photos here, Kent. Oh, are, beautiful are those fish. nice rainbows? Yeah. I'm not sure the size, but I would definitely say five plus. Let's hook up with a man himself from Fish Traveler's Guide Service. Mr. Tim Noxon joins us. Good morning, Tim. Good
20: morning, Seth. Uh, I think I was on your show a couple weeks ago, and I said, I don't know how the action get any better. Well, it has. I mean, the act I'm saying We're landing in, uh, about four fish per hour on the boat, so we can do the math on that later. But at that time last week, I was saying these fish are footballs, and now I'm saying some of them are
5: blimps. Some of That's, them look uh, like
20: basketballs now. <laughs> they're uh, they are they are charged up. I mean, the fishing can't get any better, man. I mean, the the, the fights we, we on my boat. We fish one rod per angler. So if i got two clients, we got three rods out. When we hook a fish, we bring in everything, and we just fight the fish. And those fish are staying as far away from the boat for as long as they can. Uh, It takes five, six, seven minutes to land one fish. When they get to the boat, they fight deep, deep, deep. And uh, when the clients see these fish, it's almost impossible to say, hey, we're going to catch bigger ones. We need to stay out here a little while. About an hour, we got four fish in the box, and you know we got to put these back so we can keep fishing. And it's a it's tough to have a fishing trip to land last more than three hours out here. Seth. the people are having a ball. The fishing's outstanding. They're fishing right on top, or about down five feet on the downriggers. Uh, the fish are beautiful, as you can see by those photos.
1: Uh, what size is that fish? The guy in the green jacket's holding that big male there.
20: Yeah, he's holding it out a little bit, so it's a. That fish was four pounds, four ounces. Well, he's not holding
1: it out very far. That looks like a big, deep, strong
20: fish. That had to be a hell of a fight with that broad tail, too. Like I say, man, we're to five or six minutes to land one fish, and we're having a ball out there. We're fishing right on top. First thing in the morning, we're dropping rods, uh, lines at about 8 o'clock, and the action's fast and furious for the first hour, hour and a half. Then it tapers off a little bit, but on the average, on an average day, we're going to put four Eagle Lake trout if they want to keep them in the box every hour. Uh, We're dropping down about five or six feet after the first hour and a half. We're fishing flies first thing in the morning right on top, orange jay fares or arctic foxes, up and down to about five or six feet on the downriggers with uh, red and white spoons, red and gold spoons. Uh, they're whacking them, Seth.
1: Well, it sounds to me like it's uh, typical Eagle Lake late fall fishing. It just doesn't get any better than it is right now. Tim, uh, what areas of the lake seem to be producing better than others? I know everything's happening at the south end.
20: Uh, everything's happening at the south? Nope, that's not right. We've been fishing the north end, Sep, and, uh, and it, it, it depends on the, the water temperatures. We had to take... Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday off due to uh, wind, rain, and snow up here. Are you fishing yeah. north
1: of the youth camp now? Uh,
20: no, no. Oh, okay. get up
1: so you're fishing yeah. up to the youth camp.
20: Up to the youth camp, and on the west side between Pelican Point and Slough Point. Now that uh, we were we were fishing up there, like I say, the uh, temperature dropped. We had wind, rain, and snow. We got up there first day back out was uh, Thursday. We got back up there. Uh, water temperature dropped four degrees. The fish moved. We only got two fish up there. And, of course, uh, I'm on the radio all the time talking to everybody on the water. Buddy's called me over to uh, um, Miners Bay on the on the east side. And we whacked them over there, so we've been over at Miners Bay now on the, on the east side. The fish are moving around uh, with regards to the temperature. And uh, we've been back to Miners Bay the last two days, and we tore them up over there. So that, same methods.
1: Well, Eagle Lake is a prolific trophy rainbow trout fishery, and every one of these fish that he sent us photos on is four pounds or better. Let's just
4: send all of our listeners over to the California Sportsman Facebook page, and they can Uh see the pictures there. Kent has already posted them all up. So they're, they're right there in, uh, in a nice little, uh, nice little display of photos. And if you get to
1: that and you don't say to yourself while you're looking at those photos, I should be doing this. You don't need to be a fisherman anymore because you see those photos. Oh, they're all, beautiful. Kent would even go with me to Eagle Lake to catch those. I guarantee you I could probably screw that bite up too. Yeah, we could. <laughs> we, we could turn a wide open bite into the swamp real mm-hmm. quick. Oh, well, that's just our luck. Just picking the right day. Or the right partner to go fishing with one yeah, of the other could be good, so golden girls, huh? But yeah, log log on there, man. You'll be able to see these fish, are beautiful, excellent. Well, Tim, action is going to continue as long as it can be fished. How's the ramp holding up? I know they did some work down there making it a little bit safer.
20: No problems on any boats that I've seen. Uh, we got coastal 21s with the offshore platforms, they're launching with no problem. Uh, I have seen. No boats come down to the launch ramp and turn around and go home. So everybody's fishing that brings their boat up. It's not a problem. You just need to be careful. There are some shallow spots. If you launch at Eagle Lake, don't launch with any clients in the boat or any people in the boat. Just launch your boat, pull to the back of the dock, and then load everybody up and elevate your engine and, and putt out. But there's no problems right now, Seth. Excellent. So I, uh, I'm uh, i going to have to get my fly fishing gear, my waders out, and uh, fish for the next four days. So we got r- wind, rain, and snow. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to try and find a, some good shore fishing spots up here and throw some flies or some jigs up.
1: I hear there's a big, soft couch in my living room that's going to be catching a lot of fish, too.
5: Uh, <laughs>
1: while you're out there freezing your butt off, I'll be thinking of you, Mr. Knox, and no doubt about it. Tim, give them all the hookup information they need for fish travelers so they can see more of the photos and book a trip with you and enjoy the trophy rainbow trout fishing that's offered this time of year.
20: Yes, sir, Ray. You know, if you're whether you're fishing with me or not, if you're coming to Eagle Lake, you can call me. I'll give you the up to minute report, you know. Uh, we want everybody to come up here and have a good time, so don't hesitate to call me if you got any questions. And uh, my fishing reports are posted every weekend on my website, Fish Traveler Guide Service on Facebook, and the phone number is 916-201-4648.
1: Tim, you have a great one up there. I have known you for about 30 years plus probably by now, and I also know you as one of the best fishermen up there. Folks, climb on board and have a great day at Trophy Trout Fishing. Take care, my friend, and thanks for checking in with us. We appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. Hey, isn't it about time for Get a Clue? Where's Marilyn?
0: Get a Clue. you can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue.
12: Hi, this is Marilyn. Just a reminder, daylight savings time ends this weekend. Tonight slash tomorrow morning, as a matter of fact, we fall back. Mornings are darker later, and night comes earlier. Be ready to make the adjustments. Set your clocks back. So, if you're going fishing soon, it will probably be in the dark. Check the wiring and lights on your boat trailer. If lights aren't working, it's probably because of dirt or oxidation on the contact points. Connectors and splices to the trailer should be clean and shielded from moisture. And another thing, when you're waiting at the launch ramp, be a good guy and turn off your headlights so you don't blind the guy that's launching. Think about it. Anyway, and to make your life a little safer, we're going to give away a life jacket this morning. 1-800-920-1140 one 800 920 1140 Be the fifth caller and we'll give you a life jacket.
4: Hey, Marilyn, we can fix those trailer issues. Yes. Just sir. Sell them a new boat.
12: There you go. You're you listening. Go. You heard Kent Tell. <laughs> there yet. you have it. <laughs> Good idea. Hey, get a clue. Take care of yourself. Stay safe and well. Till next week.
0: You've driven past it for the last time. Now discover California's sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville.
8: Get a clue.
11: for it fish with the best captain steve mitchell of hooked up sport fishing call and book your trips at 707-655-6736 or check the website at hookedupsportfishing.com isn't it time you got hooked
6: up no one makes a more reliable powerful and efficient lineup of outboard motors than mercury marine
7: He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks
0: Division of Boating and Waterways. Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson is now broadcasting live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com and all shows are archived there too. So now you can listen to live or archived shows on the internet or Download them to your iPod or MP3 player for listening whenever and wherever you want. Listen to us live on the Internet, anywhere in the world, with our new high-definition digital sound. California Sportsman, Saturday mornings from 6 to 8. Now there's no reason to miss a single show. Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunting, fishing, and outdoor store?
6: Guns Fishing and other stuff in Vacaville has everything you need for the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing gear, guns and ammo, and plenty of camo for you hunters. They're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor Apparel for the entire family. And now, here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with General Manager Travis Morgan.
4: we got going to do this, Seth. we got going to do this with Travis. Away. Press the button. Why don't I push the buttons? You know, Kent and I shouldn't have conversations going on. Travis? We were just talking about the NorCal Guys' Sportsman's Dinner That's tonight, right. so.
1: <laughs> Good morning, Travis. Now that Seth has woke up and got out of the dinner mode. Good morning, gentlemen. How's it going? Hey, better than your day, that's for sure. Putting up cabinets all day yesterday, huh? Sounds like fun.
21: Yeah, I got, Dad got the idea when he remodeled these houses that I was supposed to help somehow.
1: <laughs> uh, well, just running a couple of stores and doing that. Nothing else in your life going on. Hey, yeah, uh, not
21: much. <laughs> tell me,
1: tell me the sad story about your deer hunt.
21: Oh, God, they got to rename Bucks Lake to No Deer Lake. <laughs> well, We went up there, we hunted for a week. We hunted anywhere from 6,000 feet to about 4,000 feet. Didn't even cut a track. I seen two does the entire week we were there.
1: Not a single buck.
21: Not a single buck. Uh, I don't know. I didn't even see a bear. Everybody's telling me about how all these bears are running around up there. And I was going to shoot one of them and didn't see that. Yeah. Well, uh,
1: Tell you, it's certainly a different year. Water certainly has a big impact on our hunting, doesn't it?
21: Yeah, there was uh, no water up high, but of course the lake had water in it. It was pretty full, but still there are no deer down next to the lake. I've seen a couple guys that I know took some small bucks up there, but they hunted hard for them and they got real small bucks, so.
1: Well, it's kind of sad when you go on a real hunt like that for a week. You could have done better on your own ranch sitting there in the back of Acaville, couldn't you?
21: Oh, yeah, much better. i seen, <laughs> the day I got home, i seen a four-pointer sitting out in the backyard.
1: <laughs> yeah, it might be a good idea to keep him around for a couple of years.
21: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can be going to be getting him now.
1: Well, but, I'm sure that uh, you're not the only guy out deer hunting this year. Uh, the rains are certainly going to make a big difference, but they're a little too late, aren't they? Your your areas closed? Are all the zones closed now?
21: No, not all the zones. There's still some specialty hunts coming up, and the, the snow and stuff are going to definitely play a a part in it, and I, I wished I'd been up there hunting this week, because they did get snow two days after we left, and that would have tremendously helped the hunting area, because it's easier to track them and see where they've been, and also it gets them to moving and start heading down to the lower country for food.
1: There you go. Would have been perfect. Timing yeah. timing is exactly everything. Kent and I know all of that based on Pyramid Lake, so I've, I've been with you, Travis. We both got
21: skunked last week. <laughs> well... I'm, uh, I'm batting a thousand this year i ain't killed nothing yet and i'm getting itchy
1: <laughs> well there's there's still duck season and the best part of duck season is yet to come it's still a month or two off for things to really go crazy if we have the water and it looks like we're going to have some start showing up here pretty quick which yep. would be a nice little trick
21: how about yeah, i've th- already been in touch with audrey and uh working on the schedule a sea duck hunt and uh, we talked to Scott Feist about scheduling a goose hunt, so hopefully I'm going to get something.
1: Well, uh, hopefully there'll be some birds around for you. I didn't see a whole lot out at the causeway, but I have seen some nice bags of people that have shot, and Randy Pringle's talking about thousands of birds down already at the Los Banos area.
21: So That yeah, wouldn't surprise me, because there's nothing to hold them anywhere. Uh, I know. There's no water up north, there's no water here, so they just keep moving. You
1: know, it's a long way to fly without a break, that's for sure.
21: Yeah, and then next weekend we get to have some more fun. Turkey season
1: opens. Oh, great! That's the second half of everything is open now. Pheasant season opens, which
4: their yeah, the fall dove and and turkey. That's yep. right. Everything yep. is going to be popping here again. Need your upland game bird stamp. Got to shoot steel shot at them so they can get y'all squared away. And just
1: remember, sitting in a blind and calling like a hen isn't the trick in the
21: fall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You don't. Yeah, you don't. A, you you know, don't sit there and wait for, wait for me to get one. Just drive down my driveway and hit him.
1: Well, <laughs> I found that getting out of the car and slamming the door identifies where they are for you. <laughs> they will gobble. They will gobble back at a slamming door just as fast as they gobble back at another gobbler.
21: Oh yeah, we had. Well, I had a rough commute yesterday from here to the office. I had a bunch of turkeys cross the road, and then right after them were quail, and then I don't know what else I ran into. <laughs>
1: Well, Travis lives out in the Pleasant Valley area. We'll just leave it at that big area out there. And I can tell you, folks, that there are flocks of turkey, 75, 100 birds in a flock, walking around, (laughs) acting like they own the roads over there.
21: They do, don't they? Apparently so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but turkey season opens. Of course, we got our turkey blinds, and we got all the turkey shells. Yeah, we got decoys and calls and everything, so they're all sitting at the store waiting. And it hasn't been advertised yet because turkey season just not coming on us.
1: That's, it'll be here. You got that second half of dove. You got the second half of turkey. And what's the other one that's available? Oh, pheasant. 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 If, a wild you, can, pheasant. if yeah. you can find a wild pheasant, you're a better man than I. I would suggest you join me and Kent and Travis <laughs> and a few of us out at Quail Point Hunt Club. Unic- yeah, unicorn season a opens up.
0: In this yeah, yeah,
4: unicorn season opens up. you got a better chance of getting one of those. That's I funny. did see
21: one. That might have involved a bottle of tequila at the time, though. I'm <laughs> certain that it did.
1: Travis, you've got a, uh, all the ammo in stock now for everybody, whether it's waterfowl or whatever they're chasing?
21: Yes, we do. we got a fair amount of ammo, and I'm even getting some real hard-to-get stuff. We got some 030 30 the other day, which is like trying to find a unicorn.
1: I know a guy looking for .30-30 right now. He asked me if I knew where there was any. I'll tell him all about it.
21: Yeah, we got a couple cases in the other day. And it just shocked me. And But ammo slowly but surely loosening up again. Uh, it's still a little tough on the uh, lead and non-lead rifle ammo. Shotgun ammo is pretty readily available these days. Pistol ammo is definitely available, but that's about all that. And then um, guns, uh, they're still hit and miss. Certain guns are easy to get a hold of. Other guns are still out there hanging out there.
1: You know, I heard a report uh, just a couple of days ago that uh, gun sales in some states are up over 30% right now, and you and I were talking saying they have kind of lagging out here in California.
21: Yeah, they are, and I was talking to my Browning rep the other day, and he said almost every store he's been to, is in the same situation. The gun sales are just not there. And it's really slowed the business down here in California. And I think my opinion is that everybody's waiting to see what's going to happen on Tuesday.
1: And what's going to happen on Tuesday?
21: Election Day.
1: Yes, I think they are definitely just like I am. You, yeah. know, I, you had me all lined out with that new 9mm rifle that I was going to buy. And then I started thinking to myself, the election this end of November where all these settlements are having to do with guns and what California has done and what they can't do, I think it's going to open up here in a few months, maybe a year, to more than just the limited supply of guns that we can buy in California. Do you feel that way, too?
21: Uh, I I would love to hope for it, but I have my reservations because the state of California, the way it's ruled and governed, that... They will find a loophole through it, but it would be wonderful if they could get rid of the list. that we could buy pistols again like normal people. Yes. Instead you know, of being told you can not be worried can... about if it's going to hurt me, because it ain't going to hurt me. It's just guys don't want to pay the, I'm going to say it, the extortion fee to California to get them tested.
1: Well, that's exactly what it is. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Travis, I hope your hunt next time you head out is better for you, and I hope Kent and I's trip to Pyramid next time is better for us, too. <laughs> You have have a great one, Travis. Thanks for hooking up with us today. And, folks, stop by your store right there in Dublin or in Vacaville at Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff. You get all the things you need, not to mention the shooting range. You can have some target practice while you're there, too. Especially winter coming, it's easier to shoot inside. Well, tell me about it. I'll see you there during the winter. You can bet on it. Travis Morgan with Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff. Thanks, bud. I'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys. I'll see you at the store. You got it, partner. He's gotta be a busy man right about now. Kent, you're not even talking about hunting this year. What's going on with you and There's ducks? no water, Seth. Oh, well, I know, but there's, you're, there's, there's you're no usually water. somewhat excited by yeah, now. Yeah, we're
4: somewhat excited. There's just no water. You know, that's, that's the whole key. And, and uh, a lot of the rice property was not flooded. Yeah. Uh, or, or planted. You know, so you don't, you don't even have that opportunity. You know me,
1: I'm always looking at the causeway every time I go I back and forth and it's sad out there. There was, it, there were some birds flying around two weeks ago, but nothing last week. Early in the
4: season and, and there were a lot of ducks on it, you know, over there for a little while. God, there were just hundreds of teal and, and some widgeon out there. And the refuges are shooting pretty well. Actually, the ones that have water. I, I'm getting uh, photos from guys, uh,
1: greenheads. They're yep, knocking the down their are, mallards.
4: If you've got water, they're shooting some ducks and, and, uh, and that's kind of been the whole key right now is just, uh, the guys are, are needing and wanting water. This rain we've got on the horizon has got everybody a little more optimistic about some of the things. Yeah, no kidding. You know, just a lot of that rice land wasn't planted either.
1: I'm optimistic because I think after this, we're going to really see the transition happen with all these fish. The cold temperatures are here. The extra water's here. The trickling's going down. It's starting to feel like fall. Yeah, and I think the fish will realize, hey, here's what's going on now. God,
4: we've been waiting for this for a long time. Well, too, and, and we want to remind everybody, except there's a lot going on. Uh, you know, next year we go into a 365-day fishing license. So if you're used to buying them as a gift, or uh, maybe you don't go fishing until the stripers get in the river in March, you can wait and buy it in March. It's going to be good till the following
1: March. Yeah, starting on the 15th of November, they're going to be for sale. So you'll be able to get them. Right You'd still the be internet. able to get them
4: as Christmas gifts, and yeah. Uh, and do all that, but uh, a definitely changeover for uh, our our Department of Fish and Wildlife with the, with the uh, fishing license.
1: Yeah, they were sternly against that for a long time. They were. It was going to cost some money, but apparently they've collected enough money in taxes in the state of California to take care of that. <laughs> it must,
4: be, it must be the gas tax. I don't
1: know. It must be something.
4: <laughs> exactly.
1: I don't know. Hey, let's check in with our good friend oh play the clothes sure why not fishing and other stuff you'll find
6: everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in vacaville at 197 butcher road and in dublin at 6705 amador plaza don't miss the deals at guns fishing and other stuff and be sure to check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com.
8: and now more california
1: sportsmen with seth hendrickson Oh, I see how it's done so now. now we can go to Dave Hurley. <laughs> 20, not yet. We're going to go somebody else first. You know, after 25 years, you'd think I'd have it all figured out by now. I don't have a clue. Uh, well, I saw somebody miss a button this morning myself. Uh-huh. And yeah, we always do. Or do. You know, you get so occupied talking about other things in here. I know. And I know. it just
4: naturally thought happens. thought process isn't always
1: working. You don't put your headphones back on. You don't talk to Travis when you're supposed to. <laughs> Hey, our next guest coming up right now had his trip canceled this morning for opening day of crab season. That just doesn't make any sense at all to me. Let's check in live right now with one of the best, Captain Steve Mitchell, of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Good morning, Captain. Hey, good morning, guys. They canceled because of the weather? I heard it's flat calm out there today.
14: Yeah, they're on own predictions, you know. Um, Instead of calling us, you know, I think we're the professionals out there. And, you know, I, I do realize that the weatherman can make a mistake, but some of these guys are making their own predictions and the wrong call, actually, you know, because I thought we should be out there, too, you know. So here I am. Well, did you use the
4: couch
1: term couch. sissy by any chance? <laughs> did the word <laughs> sissy <laughs> pop up in that conversation? <laughs>
14: Yeah, he's some older gentleman, man, and uh, I don't know, I don't know exactly how this was, you know, I came upon, but this was through uh, Berkeley Charters. So he calls and tells me, he's like, "Hey, man, eight of the guy, eight out of the ten guys that were supposed to have been going." All backed out, worried about weather. Well,
1: they don't need to worry about weather. It's flat calm out there today, folks, and it'll be a great day on the water, and they will get their crabs. That's just the way it's going to happen. But Steve gets a good kickback day as a result of a last-minute cancellation, obviously. But, Steve, you've been primarily targeting sturgeon lately. And, but you're also doing some bounce arounds. You're ready to go shark fishing is my guess. If the shark opportunity came up, then you wanted these, these guys wanted to go out for the crab. So you're taking them out for the crab. Must be nice having a couple of different boats, huh?
14: Yeah. Yeah. It does. It works both ways, you know. So one thing ain't happening. Then the other is. So one, the sturgeon is definitely happening. You know, that's just. It's a given right now. This is the prime time, and the fishing has been just phenomenal. But the crabbing, you know, I definitely wanted to be out there with that today because it's the first time that we would have been having it going on on the Malia Kai and everything, and I just knew we were going to get into them. But then, unfortunately, we got the call last night saying uh, you guys won't be making it out there. But we'll be out there tomorrow, so, you know, I'm looking forward to that. You know, so today's trip was just a club-only trip, not uh, uh, not the combo. But tomorrow we have the combo going, so we got the boat sold out. Hopefully, we'll be able to just you know tear into them really well.
1: so I'm oh, looking you, forward you, to it. You know, you will. There's no question about it. The bottom of that <laughs> the bottom of that ocean's moving right now. Oh, I'm sure.
14: I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I, You know, everybody was down there late night. Uh, last night, everybody's just doing, you know, last-minute things to get everything, you know, final and making it, you know, straight for the guys to come out this morning and everything. And uh, we're looking around like, man, how is it that <laughs> – we're going to be the only boat sitting around, but actually we're not the only boat sitting around. Uh, Jonathan and Chris Smith, they're, they just both pulled in the dock from getting repowered yesterday. I mean, well, over the last couple of months, and so they wasn't ready themselves or whatever. So well, I when, guess
1: when know. everybody hears what's going to happen out there today and tomorrow, everybody's going to want to get out. There's no doubt about it. Many boats are already packed. They're, they're having a great time from Bodega Bay all the way down here right now. Um, some of the reports that are popping in that we're starting to see guys uh, dropping pots. I'm hoping that maybe somebody will yank one off the bottom and get back to us before uh, 8 o'clock today. We're going to find out. James is going to try that, and so are some of the other captains out there for us. But, Steve, let's get back to the sturgeon out in the Delta right now. You have been stacking some tremendous catches out there as well as some smiling customers. I got your customers now sending me videos of stuff that they did on your boat. So they're having a ball with you. You must be making it fun for them, or is it just the nonstop action that's happening?
14: Yeah, it's been been really great fishing. I mean, this time of the year, SEP is always really good. You know, the fish have been uh, uh, congregated in our area, definitely, you know, from uh, the top of the fleet all the way as far as up to like Sherman Lake and everything. And so we've been covering the grounds, just following the fish. And it's been the same school of fish pretty much as the tides come in and out, you know, uh, we get those big minus tides and they suck the fish all the way back down and everything. So we're following them back down. But those same group of fish have just really been doing really well. Uh, I was just out, what was it last week? Uh, and I had a group of guys, they chartered the whole entire boat. And uh we pretty much we pretty much limited out the boat, except our last guy. <laughs> I don't know if you guys seen that video. I I guess, you know, if it was uh, man against fish, I guess you could say he pretty much tapped out. You could just see that he <laughs> just <laughs> He didn't have it in him no more. And he was, they said, I told him, I said, hey, man, you ain't got your fish yet, but they like to save the best for last. And he was the last one. And that, man, that fish must have whooped him so bad. But I said, hey, you came out here and you asked for it. You said the tug is a drug and you was looking for it and uh, you got it. And here it is, man. Don't give up (laughs) on me, man. It just seemed like he gave up, man. I kept in the video. You keep hearing me say, Hey. Get your thumb off of the spool, you don't need to put it in drag it work for itself, it'll do it it'll do it, and uh I guess it started whooping him so bad he started seeing his whole body start aching and everything he started feeling all kind of muscles doing things that he never felt to do, and I said, well, you asked for it, man, that's what these fish do these are big fish out here as you can see, some of your buddies got some really nice fish, and uh I guess at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, you got to be careful for what you ask for. So.
1: <laughs> well, guys that want to go sturgeon fishing know what they're going to get on the other eye, that it is a strong pull. Steve, thanks for the update and the report on that. I know you'll have a great day out there tomorrow. Give them all the hookup information they need for Hooked Up Sport Fishing.
14: Yeah, guys, I can definitely be reached at uh, 707-655-6736, or you can find me on the web at hookedupsportfishing.com or either on Facebook, Hooked Up Sport Fishing SF Charters, and we're also on uh IG Instagram as Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Either way, give us a call, you know. We got plenty of room for the uh the crab combos too, so if you guys really want to get in and get your holiday crab,
1: definitely give us a call. All right, Steve, thank you much. Give them that phone number one more time.
14: All right, so yes, it's 707-655 six seven three six
1: all right captain you kick back have a good day off and bust it tomorrow have a great day on the water then all right you guys take care too have a good one all right thank you guy we appreciate it let's race now to our good friend mr dave hurley the editor of western outdoor news to find out some more freshwater fishing opportunities
22: good morning dave hey good morning gentlemen i'm glad you had captain steve on it's a shame that his guys didn't show up but Hopefully uh, he'll be back out tomorrow when things will be going well. You know, I can um, I
1: can understand a couple of old codgers that not want to go out, but eight out of ten, I don't buy that. <laughs> I don't buy
4: that. For hey, a before minute. we go too far with Dave, pretty important, uh, Dave. I don't even know if you've seen this yet or not, but they have extended with Rock the launch ramps at Clear Lake, both at Third Street, Fifth Street, and Clear Lake Oaks. So. Uh, where we were dropping off the ends of the launch ramp. They filled those holes in, and they've given us about eight more feet of launching. I know that's important to the bass guys. I know it's important Ross to the crappie Eng- Ross
1: England was all kind of down in the dumps yesterday or the day yeah. before on his video about it, and then today he's all excited. They're all
4: fixed. They're all usable, and everybody can go fishing. We get a little bit of rain, a few inches of uh, water level, plus what they've done to the ramps, and uh, we're back in business at Clear Lake. Go for it, Dave. What kind go of opportunities up. have you got for
22: them? Hey, Lake, uh, thanks for sharing that, Kent. I went through Clear Lake a couple weeks ago. It's as dry as I've ever seen it, yeah. so that's wonderful. Now, Lake Amador, they planted uh, some huge... I've never heard of a lightning trout more than 10 pounds, but this last week they've caught one 11.7 pounds, another one pushing 10 pounds. Uh, they they raise them their own there. They call they call them Amigolds, but they're this lightning trout that everybody seems to love, especially the bank fishermen. They all want to get a lightning trout. And Lake Amador has been planting... It's trout planting time. Comanche for the first time planted yesterday. Yeah, I watched some camp. of the
1: video actually as they were putting them in yesterday.
22: Yeah, they put a, a thousand in the south pond, a thousand at the south shore, a thousand at the north shore. And over time, you know, they, as they continually build that, build that stock up in there, you're going to see improved fishing in the main lake. Right now, it's going to be from shore for a couple of days, and then those fish will be moving out. Uh, Pardee has been planting. The water temperature is already sixty two degrees, and some party closes tomorrow, so those fish will be over the winter time getting fat uh, eating and getting ready to go for that February opener. so
1: those are going to be know, big fish in February.
22: Oh yeah, it's always fun to go out there on the opener, you know even though everybody is in the marina catching all the ones that are planted, the guys like the troll they're going up the river arm mm-hmm. they're looking for those that's where, those where the rainbow. big guys go hide they get out of that marina area. Yeah, they, they're 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 already holding over, so that's a good sign. You know, we had lots of, like I mentioned last week, we had lots of trout plants in the Bay Area Lake, so this is a really good time to go bank fishing for those um, that like to fish from the bank that don't have access from a boat. You know, Amador has always been one of the, traditionally one of the best locations for bank fishermen. Right after, as they put more fish in that lake, um, and I can't believe the size of these these goals. I've never heard of one over six pounds, but. Uh, whatever they're doing in there in that hatchery, they're just loading those fish up. Well,
1: it's, <laughs> it's been a very good time of year with these cooler temperatures right now. Lakes like San Pablo Reservoir, Lafayette Reservoir, all those were places that Marilyn and I used to sit on the shoreline and catch trout many, many decades ago. And that's where we got the, the, just the fever and the fire to go catch bigger fish, more fish. And then all we wanted to do was catch the biggest fish we could on the lightest tackle. Dave, I want to thank you for getting us up to speed on what's other opportunities that we didn't cover here today. And, folks, if you'd like to get a subscription to Western Outdoor News, just go to the website. Is what? Real quick, Dave. Onenews.com.
22: Thank you.
1: Have a wonderful Outdoor News.com. You can get a subscription there. I want to thank you all for joining us. Kent, thank you for updating us on the lake at Clear Lake with the ramps open. Next week, this is Title Lines, everybody.